Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, the crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet, all hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Hello there. How are you? How you doing? How you doing? Uh, I am <laughs> trying to get my, uh, my uh, headphones uh, on here, and as soon as I do, I'll be right with you. But we have a special guest today, and uh, this gentleman, well, I tell you what. First of all, let me welcome you to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. And wherever you are, I appreciate you for joining our neighborhood as we hang out together in Harlem, America. Today in the What's Hot Spotlight is the original DJ Hollywood. DJ Hollywood transformed party rocking forever with his call and response from the crowd. He's bringing the party to Times Square, and he's the originator of raise your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. So it is my distinct honor and pleasure to say the original DJ Hollywood is what's hot. How you doing, Hollywood? I'm feeling real good. I'm about to tell my story. Going to get a little glory to let everybody know that this is how it go. All right, my man. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, uh, you know, um, Hollywood. Uh, yes. I, I always start by asking my special guests to take the uh, Wayback Machine with me. And, and let's, so let's take the Wayback Machine and tell us what it was like growing up uh, in Harlem. In Harlem, uh, you could walk down the street on a daily basis and feel the soul in the air. Uh, as a young kid, uh, Popping and shaking and dancing to music uh, was was just like a normal way of life. Uh, riding to school on the bus, we had the Hit Parade magazine where we could uh, sing all the songs because we had the words in front of us. Uh, just music, music, music uh, was for like forever. And then uh, as a young kid, I got into like singing groups and uh I just, I, we, we were doing very well in the singing group, but you have to rehearse. And that's where the problem came in. Uh, a lot of times I sat at rehearsal by myself because everybody else was doing their thing. When it was showtime, everybody's uh, getting the glory from us having a nice group. But uh, that wasn't good for me. Mm -hmm. One day while sitting at rehearsal, I'm listening to the radio and I'm like, hmm, I could do that, <laughs> you know, and that's where the basis of all of this kind of starts. Uh, it's all about the originality from back in the days, because everybody uh, came into the game with their own idea of what the game is. And they projected it like that. Uh, I never even phantomed that everybody would be doing my routine, so to speak. I mean, you know, they uh, locked the words in a little tighter or sp spoke on things a little faster. But it was basically what I was doing. And all I was doing was trying to be the best DJ anybody ever heard. 
Well, let, let's back up a little bit. Uh, okay, so from singing at the age of 14 years old, uh, how did you get your, 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 your first turntables? And, 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 and how did you start developing the skill? Uh, and I used to run around with the number man because I was uh, one of those kids that wasn't really going to school. Uh, so excuse I, me, I, one, one second. Just for our audience, those people that might be, you know, out in the Midwest and or uh, out in uh, Didwa Diddley, they may not be aware of what a numbers man is. Would you briefly tell them what a numbers man is? Or okay, a, number, a numbers man is the guy in the block who could take everybody's number and you could place your bet on the number. And if you win, he'll come and pay you. Uh, they had, they had number holes where it was stationary and they had number men who just went around taking numbers and, uh, whatever you bet, he'll give you a slip for your, for your, uh, number. And if your number comes out, you hold on to your slip. When you see him, you give it to him and he'll pay you. Okay. Now that was before lotto and everything. Yeah. But, they, uh, they, they, yeah way <laughs> but before now, that. But now continue now. So you used to hang out with the numbers, man. You used to hang out with the numbers, man. And we went up on Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill in New York was uh, up on Amsterdam uh, in the high numbers like uh, 160, 167, all those numbers like that. Did. That was a Sugar Hill section of mm -hmm. New York. And uh, we went up there and it was a guy in a bar playing music. His name was W.T. Mm -hmm. And he was playing music. He had two turntables, but he was only using one. Mm -hmm. And uh, every day when we went uptown, I sat there uh, while, while, while my man was going around getting bets and all that. I sat there watching this guy play the records. One day while he was playing, he got a phone call. He had to go home. He said, I know you've been watching me. Just come over here, put the records on, and I'll be back. Oh, boy. <laughs> started something like uh, real good. So now with the one turntable changing the record I had to think of what to do to stay engaged with the people that are sitting at the bar drinking or whatever so I started talking <laughs> hey how you feeling the bop 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 like that there and then after uh, 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 a couple of records went past uh I felt that click of the flow because I'm always singing. I'm always dancing. I'm always in love with, 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 with rhythm. I started saying, if I was snow, I would be cold. If I was a jug of wine, I would be old. But since none of this is true, right here with you, passing the time with the baddest jams I could find. And I <laughs> throw the record. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that was sort of Hank Spanish. Because... Uh, WWRL was a staple mm -hmm. in my lifetime as a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, we listened to two stations, WABC, because that was my mother uh, trying to get to work in the morning. So she went to ABC to get the news information. And WWRL was a station that we had that was on all day. Uh, listening to the DJs from that era everybody had a flow everybody right. had a, a a tool they used to make you identify them when they came on uh 
you know, Hank's band was the rubber band, but it's the energy in his voice is what motivated you to like Hank's band. Uh, Frankie Crocker was smooth, you know what I'm saying? So he would lay back and, and, and be real smooth with it. Rocky G, uh, just just Jerry Bledsoe. It, it just the air that they took in your lifetime because you they, ride they, they all had they, they all had their own rap they, that they own they own rap that they did in between records and maybe over the beginning of a record right they were considered the temptations of radio okay well like i say von hopper all of those cats uh they were young including you they were young in radio at the time and uh uh, there wasn't too many gray hairs around, you know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody was everybody was doing their thing, and I used to just listen. And mm -hmm. as I listened, I picked up this tool because I used to do toast. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, back in the days, uh, jailhouse toast. Uh, there was there were there were uh, a million of them. Uh, Rudy Ray Moore, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Signified Monkey. Uh, <laughs> well, I was on those things like. White on Rice, uh, Last Poets, uh, all of those type of things. I was I was stuck when I heard them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that flow of talking just was natural to me. And plus, I'm I'm a, I'm a singer. So well, I think I'm a singer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was trying to get that part in. Now, mm -hmm. call and response uh, back. Oh, the phone again. Back when I was really involved in playing music, people came to parties with cowbells, mm -hmm. whistles, tambourines. This was a all the way live party. And this is till the wee hours of the morning. We out and they're making crazy noise. And that's what got me into having people make crazy noise. Uh, there was a fella at Charles Gallery named KC the Prince of Soul. Mm -hmm. And he never rapped, but he talked. And I heard him do a couple of things, and it inspired me to take those couple of things that he was doing and take them even further. Uh, then I developed the crew, and I had people that just roll with me every place I go. And they they wanted to be with me, travel with me, uh, hang out with me. And so they became my crew. And all the things that I could think of for them to respond to me, uh, they did it. And uh, it infected the crowd. So I had about six people. Uh -huh. I had about six people. Uh, I had I had like like five guys and three girls or something like that. Uh, uh, and we went to party to party, and, and when I would call out something, they would answer it. And people at the party was like, what is that? And then people were eager to learn whatever that was. And, and during the course of a night, if we did it all night, uh, a whole crowd of people would pick up on what we do. Like I say, come on, and everybody say, let's go to work. Come on. <laughs> Let's go to work. Get the bone out your back, boy. And everybody, get the bone out your back, girl. Uh, that just became infectious. So 
in the battle days, uh, DJs would come and they would do their sets. And I would come and I got the whole crowd responding to what I'm saying. And I'm playing the records at the same time. Where, where the, how, how did the oh yeah come about? Well, all that's the same, all that's in the same trigger. The same trigger. Uh, somebody throw your hands in the air, wave them like you just don't care. And if you got on clean underwear, somebody say, oh yeah. It, it, just, <laughs> it, it, it just was all in the same trigger. And it was, it was geared to have the people be the stars of the show that we're doing. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want that 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 spotlight where it's just me and everybody. Oh, DJ Hollywood! It just worked itself out that way because I was controlling the narrative. Uh, uh, one of the biggest promoters from back in the days was a guy named M. Morton Hall. I remember. I remember Morton. Yeah, uh, Morton Hall and Winston Saunders. Uh, yes, I remember them. When I first came on the set. Uh, they was like, man, I ain't paying no DJ $500. Gotta be crazy. <laughs> I say, okay, well, you ain't paying me. I, I ain't playing. Uh, but when he finally hired me to do it, he understood. Uh, he thought I was the Pied Piper because everything I said, do people was doing it. And uh, the amazing part of that is the crowd didn't even know me. They knew me after yeah. they saw me perform. Mm-hmm. And that 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 harmony uh, that God gave me a chance to push around, uh, I, I started to realize that my spirit was controlling this. And this is God's work that we're doing uh, because I'm coming through this microphone, but my spirit is coming through the speaker. Mm-hmm. And my spirit is touching his spirit and her spirit and everybody's joyous and everybody's in love with what's going on. So this is God's work. And most people don't know that they wasn't even thinking about it. in that reflect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this is, was a joyful way for us to make noise unto the Lord. Well, tell us, uh, now back then, uh, we're talking about what year? 71. Okay, this is like 74, 75. Okay. Uh, when, I, when I finally, because like I started, I got my first job in 71. But I developed my skills from 71, 72 to like 73. By 74, I had my turntable skills perfected and my microphone skills perfected. So I could do them both. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it, it was just uh how you naturally have respect for the record uh i records used to have a section b section and a break mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. means when the record first come on it's just music the introduction of the record then a guy would start singing after a little click of the beginning right and i used to know how to ride that beginning and get right out as soon as the singer would come right on right we because we call got- it we call it hitting the post. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm right on that lock. I, I've seen a lot of guys, they talk right through the guy singing and everything, uh, which is disrespectful to the record. Cause uh, right. you know, you sound like a clown doing that, but they didn't know they just doing what they do. Yeah. Well, okay. So now, <clears throat> excuse me, we're, we're talking about 
pre-hip-hop. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. Uh, now, you saw hip-hop coming in, and... Uh, I didn't made... even see it coming in. I, uh, what I was doing, I was... Like I said, I'm thinking about how I could be the best DJ there was because they had uh, guys in Brooklyn, uh, guys all over the city playing records. And that's what they did, play the record. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm playing the record and I'm talking to the crowd. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I got a different move from what's going on because it's all competitive. We all in, in competition with each other to try to uh, be the best at what we can do. Mm -hmm. uh, the guys who ran the city was Grandmaster Flowers, uh, Pete DJ Jones. I remember him. Um, uh, Mamboya. Uh, these guys, they did all the parties and, and they was running the city. So when I come through with this, this chatterbox, uh, most of them was like, man, it was, oh, man, this guy making all that noise. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people at first was like, yo, could somebody tell this guy to shut up and let the damn record play? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, they didn't, they wasn't ready for that. Uh, the uh, situation is I kept pushing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I kept doing what I was doing. Uh, then I started selling eight track tapes. Uh, I was selling eight track tapes for like $6, $8 when an eight track tape was only $3. Mm -hmm. okay. But I mixed it and I'm talking on it and that made it worth its while. That style just kept growing throughout New York like, 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 like something's on fire. Uh, everybody's doing it. People are coming to the party, partying all night, and then on their way home, they're singing all my little jingles, the ones they can remember, <laughs> you know? And uh, some people uh, took advantage of that fact and went back to their neighborhoods and act like that's what they're doing. So the people in the neighborhood, they don't know no better because they don't know nothing about no DJ Hollywood. All they know is this sound. This sound is 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 good, and uh, my man brought it in, so that's it. Well, okay. So now we we've got uh, maybe about a minute and a half before we go to break. So very quickly, tell us how did you get the moniker DJ Hollywood? Now you know there are a lot of people. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry. Uh, there are a lot of people out here using that name DJ Hollywood after you, but you're the originator. How did you I'm get the I'm, I'm the first one out the can. Uh, Frankie Crocker told me one time, he said, you you know, I'll give you a break if, if, if you stop this DJ Hollywood. I said, man, I'm Hollywood. You, Frankie Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, uh, for, for those who don't know, Frankie Crocker, uh, uh, I, I worked with him at WBLS. Uh, Frankie Crocker started the urban contemporary format and made WBLS a legendary radio station. And so DJ Hollywood was pushing back at Frankie Crocker. How about that? Okay. But not going against him. I just was letting them know uh, that I was rocking this Hollywood. And, and, and at that time, he was Hollywood Frankie Crocker, but they never really called him Hollywood that much. Uh, they called him Frankie Crocker because he really, really laid into what radio is. Uh, 
I, I, I think radio would have been totally different if it wasn't for him. Uh, the, the station BLS, you know, he made the he made the whole call sign and everything. Yeah, WBLS. I, I mean, there, I, I was there when it was created. We went downtown to a studio, and and and, and I saw when they created the WBLS. Yeah. No one had ever had a ping pong of a a radio station call uh, call letters like that. Hey, uh, right. DJ, we're gonna take a, a short break, but we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with uh, G Keith Alexander and the original. DJ Hollywood. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. Listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out, check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem America. The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem America. Harlem America. Where Coca Cola is helping you enjoy less sugar. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Thank you so very, very much. And that is the wonderful Kevra Bernay. And uh, thank you so very, very much, Kevra. So DJ Hollywood, the original DJ Hollywood, you know, uh, Hal Jackson, another radio legend, used to call himself Hollywood Hal, let's see, it was was Hollywood Hal Jackson, but he didn't use it a lot. And then Frankie Hollywood Crocker, and now DJ Hollywood. So now DJ Hollywood, you were influential, some people would, would argue, that uh, you helped uh, bring in the genre that helped a lot of the... uh, the, the the pioneering uh rappers but there's some controversy some of the rappers don't think that you had any hand in that could could you speak on that please well there's they're, they're they're throwing separation into the game uh they're saying that i'm not hip-hop i'm disco which only means that i was doing this before you came in uh <laughs> my flow is what you use to motivate your hip-hop style. The spoken word 
there, there's all kind of elements to hip hop, but the spoken word is what made it a billion dollar business. Uh, say what you want, do what you want, but the dancing, uh, the graffiti, uh, all the other elements that they use to call this hip hop, uh, the spoken word is what made it work. And I was doing the spoken word in 74 when there was no hip hop, when there was no competition so far as people trying to rap. None of that was going on. The only thing was me and the radio. And listening, listening to you guys. Uh, uh, inspired me to develop my own style because I'm a little bit of James. I'm a little bit of Isaac Hayes. I'm a little bit of Barry White. I'm a little bit of Smokey Robinson. I'm a little bit of The Last Poets. I'm a little bit of everything that touches the ear so far as the voice is concerned. I'm Pygmy Markham. I'm Jocko Henderson. I'm all of those things in one package. Uh, some would say... Uh, Jocko Henderson or Pigmeat Markham uh, are ahead of me and before me, but they didn't use turntables to give their gift. I have, I attached the voice to the turntable. And before me, there was none. After me, there's everyone. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, now, some of, the, some of your competition, uh, people like Pete DJ Jones, uh, you got, uh, and, and even now, you got uh, folks like uh, with DJ Tall Guy, you've got, uh, who are some of the other uh, 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 DJs out there that... Yeah, well, most of those guys don't talk. Right. You know, they play records, and they're good at playing records, but they don't talk. Their conversation is real light. And that's it. Uh, same way back in the days, the DJs that were in my realm and my era going into my thing, they didn't talk. They were good at what they do. Though. Let's don't let's don't back down the fact that uh, Grandmaster Flowers could make two records sing together so hard you wouldn't even know which one is on until he <laughs> take one out. I mean, his his skill was magical. Pete, all of them, they had great mixing ability, but they had no voice. Uh, after I come and started popping this thing, then they got an MC to come with them. Uh, come on, man, talk for me while I'm playing. Uh, and that's how that that's how that got in gear. Uh, like I said, Pete DJ Jones had uh, uh, KC the Prince of Soul. Mm -hmm. and uh, KC wasn't a rapper but he was a talker and he could talk all night long to a party and like I said after listening to him uh, a couple of the things that he incorporated in the game I took it made it mine mm -hmm. and I punched this out to the people and uh, they just fell in love with it that's because I had the combination of uh, the call and response and I had the trigger with the rapping. Uh, first part of my game uh, was written by Isaac Hayes. Nobody knew it. Really? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Written by Isaac Hayes. It goes, I'm bona fide, solidified, and I'm qualified to do anything your heart can stand. It all depends on you. I've never lost a battle yet, and I don't knock on wood because it's not how good I make it, baby. It's how I make it good. I did that to Love is the Message. Love is the Message wasn't a Bree Boy break record, none of that. This was real music coming out of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I laid that 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 rap that I just gave you, I laid that on top of that and fire. Fire. I mean, everybody that ever heard it wanted to hear it again. Really? Wow. Yeah, man. Everybody that wanted to hear it, that ever heard me do it, they wanted me to do it again. So Love is the Message was a big, big, big record. Uh, it, it wasn't hip-hop, but it was a big record period and all of the hip hop that 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 they say uh that was done to 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 disco music uh, a lot of those break beats those was records that we used to play we just didn't play them all night long mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. they took them and they locked into it and they stayed with it pop 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 pop, pop all night long we still played music champagne king uh everybody's some of this thing roberta everybody so it's it's uh what you gotta do to entertain a lot of djs they just dj i was an entertainer i'd tell a joke i'd sing a song i would do everything that would keep people engaged while they're dancing. I never did it so that everybody would stop and look at me. I did it so we could party like 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 1999, my man. <laughs> you know? Uh, every night, every night it was a party that was uh, suits uh, was sweated out. Uh, you know, guys didn't take their tie off. Their collar was soaking wet. Uh, it's, 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 uh, that life, you know, saying, uh, that drive, that energy, uh, the party is where party's over here. Party's over here. Party over that's, there. That's uh, right. You know, uh, we used to say on, on WBLS at the time, cause I, I was a, uh, I was a BLS at the time. Uh, we were upperly mobile, uh, all the, the 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 guys wore suits and ties, and the ladies right. wore nice dresses and nice outfits, yeah. and, and everybody, you know, we wanted to to present like we were somebody. And that uh, was so, classy. Yes, it was classy. In fact, uh, we used to say at WBLS, uh, WBLS, we're in a class by ourselves, but we used to all, always say that uh, something about beautiful people. Uh, well, the world's best looking sound. That that too, yes, yes, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh, switch, y'all switch that WBLS around a lot, uh, yeah, over the years. And I remember, uh, Frankie would go into segments of uh Eddie Kendricks today or Aretha Franklin today. Uh, he would do a whole set of whatever artist he chose to do. And you was glued to the radio because that's right. Uh, it was ever so smooth. The whole programming on BLS was more or less dedicated to the adult type of person. 
uh, I'm not going to say adults only, but the adult type type of person, uh, hard bottom shoe person, uh, the, the you know the, the classy, uh, I'm on my way to work person. Uh, that's what BLS was. It was a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful. That's oh right. man. It was no sneakers, yeah. no jeans. You know, it was none of you that. Know, none of that. It wasn't uh, none, even a, that. That wasn't even a thought. That's right. That's right. Now, uh, you know, we're, we're coming on what they call 50 years of hip hop. We're, we're getting ready to celebrate that. Now, I can remember I was at Disco 92 WKTU in 1978, and uh, we were playing Sugar Hill Gang and uh, Grandmaster Flash and all that. And, and Channel 5, Fox 5, came to me and asked me, uh, G. Keith, what, what do you think about this hip hop? And, you know, I, I didn't know. Uh, too much about it because you know i had been uh, i'd come from r&b radio and jazz radio and but i was here now playing playing disco and as i'm playing disco the hip-hop is sort of creeping in so i said to him oh you know it's just a fad it won't be here too long well little did i know we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop coming up i think this year what are your thoughts about that well the, the the 50 years of hip-hop is a shaky situation because most of the guys in hip hop today wasn't here 50 years ago. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, I was a legend in this in 1981, Mm -hmm. but that word didn't go around, around, around. There was a couple of legends. Mm -hmm. Now everybody's a legend. Yeah, and and, and that's because they got a hit record or uh, they've been around five years or something to that degree. Uh, being a legend ain't what it used to be. Uh, the qualifications for being a legend have shrunk to damn near nothing. <laughs> you know, you could just be a legend if you got a record out. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they don't take the love and, 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 and all of the... Uh, blood, sweat, and tears that was put into this music seriously. Now it's just whatever. Uh, since the computer came, uh, the turntable game, gone. I don't even play records no more. Ooh. And you can't ask me to play none either. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I owe guys now workmen come from carrying crates to records. I used to travel with like nine crates. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, Sinbad uh, uh, invited me to Aruba to play for his uh, Soul 70s thing. And uh, I had so many crates that he told me, he said, man, on your way back, man, I got your luggage. I'll pay for your luggage. I was like, Wow. <laughs> wow! Wow! Anyway, you must have been, you must have did a good job. You must have uh, did a yeah, great job well, in Aruba. He he didn't he didn't even get to see me play, but all the events I'd done was given by his family. Ah, okay. So okay. they told him, man, this guy, you know, he he did what he had to do. Wow! Incredible. So, uh, do you have any regrets? Uh, anything that you had to give up? in order to become DJ Hollywood? Uh, because there is a God, and I know everybody probably don't believe that, but uh, because there is a God, uh, I've come through so much in life 
that I am just so glad that I'm still here going through it. Uh, you know, I, I hung out with all the killers, all the gangsters, all the thieves, all the hustlers, everybody. I've been uh, ducking under the table doing the shootouts. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, I, I come through. I, I use drugs. I, 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 I went through uh, a hard way to go in this lifetime, and that's all because of me. But God allowed me to go through it and come out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people... Uh, uh, went through the drug game. When they came out of the drug game, they was like worthless. They they they, they didn't have anything to fall back on. I had this uh, to fall back on. And while I was uh, cracked out or smoked out or whatever you want to call it, uh, people would come and get me off the corner, drag me to an apartment, uh, buy me some clothes, throw me in some th- throw me in a tub of water, and take me and I go do a wedding or something. <laughs> really yeah really man and i was cold smoked out so that wedding as soon as it was over i got my little paper i was back on the corner i might stay in that same suit i had on for five days or something you know what i mean uh it, it, it was a it was a serious thing with me and smoking so we're talking about what 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 year would you oh, say this is through the 80s this is through the 80s uh um I guess 80, 83, 84, 85, 86, I was smoking like a chimney. So how did you get to uh, have your name on the marquee at the Apollo Theater? Well, I was that that star attraction at that time because the Apollo had just been renovated. Uh, Guy Fisher had just bought the Apollo and it was moving kind of slow uh, because they had to get the routine of getting people in, getting them seats, getting them tickets. They had to get that routine down pat. So while they was doing that, a little guy like me would come in and I play some music until it's ready for the show is ready. And in between the groups, I rock the house. So mm-hmm. it's it's uh, a situation that was deemed necessary at the time. And I was right there to punch it out. Uh, Putting my name on the uh, marquee was uh, a reward for the good job. Uh, And, you know, nothing made me happier than that. I'm on the, uh, I'm on the marquee with, with the floaters, James Brown. Uh, uh, It just, it's just unbelievable how that part of my life generated into uh, what it is. Uh, we was at City College. It's like, I don't know, 5,000 people in here. Uh, they got Evelyn Champagne King. They got Linda Clifford. They got Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. Uh, the show is getting ready to roll off. And some guys right down in the front of the stage just started fighting. I mean, they just started boxing. And everybody was looking and I just jumped up on the stage and started doing me. And 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 people they, they let the dudes stop fighting. Uh I'm not gonna say that I created that, but 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 the entertainment part of what I was doing was so infectious till people was like already ready for this. 
uh, in the Apollo, man. I had them dancing in the aisle. Everybody's swinging. And a lot of the groups that came in, it was like, yo, what is that? What's, what's going on in here? Because well, they're the stars of the show. Well, look at here now. We've got uh, less than 30 seconds before we come back with uh, DJ Hollywood. I'm G. Keith Alexander. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America. Uh, and uh, don't forget to go to our website at harlemamerica.com. Check out some of our other podcasts that we've got. We've got a host of celebrities and some business icons on there. And uh, you can check out some of the wonderful articles. We'll be right back. Uh, don't go away with What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing G. Keith Alexander at HarlemAmerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480 741 today. Harlem, America. It's about Harlem. Harlem is my town. Carver Bank, where 80% of every dollar is reinvested in the community. Harlem, America. The home of Coca-Cola Zero. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, so uh, we are... Here with uh, the original DJ Hollywood and Hollywood. I mean, that's a very, uh, uh, very interesting uh, career you've had thus far. But, but wait a minute. How did you get this gig in Times Square? I mean, you know, coming all the way down to where you know the crosswords, the cross, cross world. What is it? The crossroads of the world. Uh, how is that? Uh, going to be for you? Well, you know, I've, I've always uh, uh, throughout the years uh, the spots have disappeared but I've done B.B. King's, I've done Roseland I've done all of those spots downtown uh, I've done the original Bonds when it was on the Avenue Oh yeah, that was, was a big that was a big place Oh, a big huge place, I was there with, uh, with, with Ray Charles I was there with Millie Jackson uh, uh, career-wise, I, I, I have done some great things. Uh, uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of things that, if it wasn't for me being DJ Hollywood, I wouldn't have saw it. Mm-hmm. 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 What? Uh, so, all right. So now, what can we expect on February twenty-sixth at Bond Forty-Five? Uh, Bond Forty-Five. 
Bomb 45 is going to be all the way live with music from uptown to downtown. We're going to swing through hard as possible. Uh, there's nothing going on for major black people below 50, 57th Street. Mm-hmm. And at one time, we was all downtown. Every place uh, downtown was being swung by us. We was we was rocking out. We had all uh, the clubs. We you know, all of it was, it was the Vinicus. It. it was uh, I Justine's. Mean, Justine's. Oh, yeah, Red Parrot. Alexander the the Great. Um, yeah, reflections. Had, yeah, I mean, we had all the clubs downtown because what what happened was during that period of time when WBLS was really hot and it was the number one radio station in New York. Uh, WBLS brought a lot of people downtown. From the from Brooklyn, the Bronx, we started partying downtown because a lot of the people that own the the clubs downtown, uh, you know, once and 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 they were you know uh, mostly populated by uh, uh, white folks. Uh, they when the clubs became saturated, those folks would move on to other places. So now the owners of these spots say, "Well, how can we make money?" I know we'll we'll call in some black promoters. And uh, we'll we'll have the promoters bring their crowd, and and that's how we got downtown. Well, that's because they let us in the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 the restaurant business has always been big downtown, and uh, when we came to party, they let us in those restaurants. Uh, they moved the tables and chairs out the way, and we took over. Uh, Riverboat. Uh, yeah. All, all of the the the, the great eateries, uh, we 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 put parties in them. We put parties in them. Those are some great days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we drew great numbers as well. So now, and, all right, we'll, we'll continue. I'm sorry. And you know, uh, we are the only race of people that know uh, how to professionally waste money mm. which was silly waste yeah. Money. <laughs> yeah we professionally uh waste money uh because you got guys buying 15 16 bottles of champagne and like really they, they call but it popping buying, a bottle these days they call it popping pop a bottle or something yeah popping bottles but you're popping bottles with like 15 guys and there's no girls yeah yeah. I never understood the science behind that. And I ain't calling nobody dun 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 dun. But <laughs> it's just it's just strange that this is the attitude we have taken uh as we move forward and advance in our life. Uh but a lot of guys, if they buy a couple of bottles of champagne, they think they own the building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh that's where uh you know problems that should never be problems uh occur. You know, so we have to watch our drinking and uh, we have to just be more respectful of one another. Uh, back in the days, man, they had a lot of tough dudes, but nobody got into no altercations unless it was meant to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, gangsters that was definitely knock a, knock a person's boots off didn't just go around doing that. When they came to get somebody, it was because they had to get got. <laughs> uh, there wasn't no drive-bys uh, uh, A person got shot Back in the days uh, Somebody walked right up to him And gave it to him bang, 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 bang. 
and walked away. Uh, uh, this driving in a car, shooting out the window, uh, shooting people that have nothing to do uh, with your altercation. Uh, you know, it's like a way of life now. That's crazy. It's happening all over the country now. All over the country, yeah. but it's but it but it's 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 the kind of drama that festers in people who just really don't care about other people. You know, because if you cared about other people, there's a lot of things that you'd slow it down. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, back in the days, uh, people was getting shot, but they was getting shot. It wasn't everybody around them getting shot. You know, uh, if you owed money or whatever, that was your problem. But when a nigga come to get you, he come to get you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He didn't come to get Mama Mary just sitting on the stoop mm -hmm. over here, you know? Um, wow. Well, okay, so let, let me ask you now, who are some of the DJs that you hold in high regard? Well, it, it, there's just so many guys. Uh, Kid Capri, um, Brucey B, uh, oh man, E. Kim, uh, my man Ribs, uh, oh man, just so many cats. Uh, my man Jerry Lita, uh, those are the cats that roll with me. Uh, uh, Mike C. out of Brooklyn, uh, we got we got a lot of DJs, man. That 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 really do this job and they do this job well. Uh, I'm so thankful that what I kind of sort of started has come as far as it came. Uh, now it's starting to dribble off into something else, and they're still trying to call that hip hop, but that ain't so. You know, it's a new Explain style. It. Explain and clarify, please. Well, it's 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 a, a new style. It's a new way of doing what we do, and it needs to have its own name. Uh, they got names for it. I am um, not too keen on it because the music doesn't really move me. Not that the music is negative. It just lost its 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 party glamour. Uh, now we're doing lounge music, you know what I'm saying? Uh, people is bopping to music, but they ain't dancing to it. <laughs> they bopping to it, but not dancing to it. Yeah, yeah, they bopping to it. Uh, it's a whole lot of rubbing going on right now. Uh, uh, I mean, people are actually having sex with their clothes on. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, this new wave of whatever it is happening. Uh, it's 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 derogatory, you know what I'm saying? It's not respectful no more. Uh and that I guess that goes with no 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 shoes and suits and uh no getting fly, you know what I'm saying? Uh back in the days, man, you know, you go to a party, if you went by cab, you was fly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you had an OJ, you put them on hold for a half for an hour or so, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, uh oh. Mm -hmm. Uh, that 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 classiness that we possess is slowly disappearing, man. Slowly becoming a thing of the past. And uh, would you say that? Um, I know what the answer is going to be, but for those people who uh, who are not quite familiar, uh, 
would you say hip hop has become very casual uh, so that, uh, you know, we, we don't, you know, when folks get to be like Jay-Z and, and, and Diddy, of course, they, you know, they wear their suits and ties and things, but everyone else is still kind of casual. Well, it's not even casual. It's not dress, period. Uh, you know, when, when, when sneakers are part of your outfit, I don't care if they cost $15,000, it's a sneaker, you know, and, and, uh, uh, they got they got sneakers. They got jeans that cost more than suits, but they're still jeans. They're still sneakers. They're still uh, streetwear. Uh, we never went to parties like that. We went to parties because we was, you know, you had to put your stuff on to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's the parties that I was doing since way way back like i said i started in after hour spots and uh wasn't too many sneaker people in the after hour spot uh coming up to those guys used to wear some of those guys used to wear shark skin suits oh man man you want to see some fly stuff come out you know what i'm saying uh uh uh, uh, a lot of the cats that used to Go to Small's Paradise with the big cars and stuff. After Small's Paradise, they leaning up in the in the after hour spot. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's it, it, it's it was just a different time and a different uh, train of thought. Uh, mm-hmm. You wanted to be somebody that people could look up to, no matter what you was doing, uh, no matter how gangster you was. Uh, you was fry because people got to see you as that. Now it's uh, I don't care, you know. All right. So your your son, we saw him earlier. Uh, what is what does your son think about his dad? That era of when you had the house rocking and people, you know, calling out, uh, you know, responses and things like that. He was too young to actually experience that himself, right? Right, 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 right. My son's 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're talking the 70s, 80s, 90s. He wasn't here for none of that. Uh, but he understands because uh, wherever we go, people always tell him, yo, your dad, oh, boy, he was this, he was that, uh, the other. So, uh, like I said, I thank God every day uh, for being me, uh, for waking up. And, and uh, I got a few pains here and I got a a few things that ain't working like it's supposed to be working, but it's still working. And uh, <laughs> I am so thankful for my life right now because people are dying and dying quickly. And yes. uh, uh, I'm lucky I didn't get COVID. I, I, I mean, I, and I'm out in a public setting all the time. I'm still doing parties. That's great. Well, look here, the original DJ Hollywood. We've got uh, less than uh, two minutes uh, to go. So I, I, I want you to take us out with your signature Hollywood style. Um, dang, um, dang, I don't want to go slept all night with my honey bun. Give me some of that yummy, yum, yum before I go to bed. Of all the animals in the world, I'd rather be a squirrel so I could climb up on the highest mountain and ooh, all over the world. 
Oopsie, oopsie, I don't want to go slept all night with my honey bun. Give me some of that yummy, yum, yum before I go to bed. Now, I work pretty hard, but before I quit, I want to give you some more of this Hollywood shit. See, I walk around without a care, spending money like a millionaire. You see, I'm the man with the phone to be so good like sex every day of the week. And when I get to heaven, I want you to know I got G. Keep on the radio. <laughs> my man my man all right well hey thank you so much for taking the time uh to uh to, to be with us today uh the original dj hollywood and uh i just want to remind people check out bonds 45 and, yes, uh, and give a shout out to sparky martin of course and yes. uh, we'll see you down at the uh event and thank you so much. Have a great day and a better one tomorrow. Don't judge your brother or sister too harshly until you walked a mile in his or her shoes. And remember, life is tough, but you're tougher. I'm G. Keith Alexander on Harlem America, and this has been the original DJ Hollywood. Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening. Oh.